Hi, and welcome to Math and Musings. I'm Mike O'Connell, creator of Math and Musings, and your host. Stay tuned for 15 minutes of science, politics, news, and opinion. In other words, Math and Musings. Today's date is Friday, October 21st, 2022. This is Season 2, Episode number 42 of our show. First thing I got I got to say, I always write down the numbers ahead of time and just looking at them, one that it would be, you know, today's 10 21 22 that you got consecutive numbers there and then seeing that it's 2.42, that's how I have it written, like season 2 episode 42. Well, 2 times 21 is 42, like the season times the number of today's date equals the episode number. That's like one of the blessings or curses of being me is that you just see numbers everywhere and you see patterns in the numbers. In a way, it's kind of cool. It's fun because you like you see puzzles everywhere you look. And then on the other hand, it kind of becomes overwhelming. Uh, for example, I can't think of October 21st without thinking of Yankee legend Whitey Ford. Whitey Ford was born October 21st, 2000, yeah, 2000, October 21st, 1928. Uh, He died only a couple years ago. He, He died in October of 2020. So I think he was just shy of his 92nd birthday. Uh, I think it was the oldest living Yankee at the time of his death. At least, o- oldest living Yankee legend, let's say. And um, I happen to know that his birthday is the day after Mickey Mantle's birthday. Like, those two were, like, inextricably linked as stars of the great 50s and 60s Yankees teams. They happen to have birthdays on consecutive days. Uh, October 20th for Mickey Mantle. He was a few years younger. He was born in 1931. And October 21st, for a Whitey Ford, he was three years older. And uh, I think at the time, you know, they played the only one round of playoffs, the World Series, and it was earlier. I don't think there was ever a game that was on the, the birthday of one of those two. So their birthdays were in the offseason. Now you've got baseball rounds going until November, certainly for this year. And... You've got uh, only, let's see, one or one and a half, if you will, rounds of playoffs completed. If you're wondering, yes, I am recording this episode late enough so that I do know the LCS matchups. Or I would have just recorded a lot of versions of this podcast, like every possible combination. (laughs) And this was the one I picked. Like, pretty safe bet. That it was going to be Yankees-Astros. You, you could have said that several times over the last few years. Yeah, it's Yankees-Astros. That's the one everyone's going to be watching. That's the one that uh, studio executives like TV and MLB studio executives are counting on to make bank. Because the other one, let's face it, like Philly, San Diego, is it, eh, well, it's, it's not the one they wanted. It's not the one they were expecting and not the one they wanted. That um, I, I, There was nearly a point, I, I think I put this on the blog, that uh, like studio executives were, were nervous 
when it seemed as though Cleveland might actually beat the Yankees in that series. And it was, you know, it was kind of like the changing face of what today's podcast was going to be. Was I going to be talking about the fact that I didn't care about baseball and be like, it was fall? Or is it that the Yankees are still involved? I'm still interested in this. Oh, that's the good series, the one where they're playing Houston. Although, let's face it, I think uh, most people wanted most people. Not just because we disliked the cheating Astros. It's that, uh, you know, seeing Seattle in that series would have been interesting because they hadn't been in in such a great number of years, uh, more than 20, more on that later. That, um, like that would have been a compelling series. Yankees-Seattle, Yankees-Astros, also compelling series. Phillies-Padres, not so much. <laughs> I think uh, studio executives were, were looking for that LA New, York, uh, LA New York World Series I talked about before. Uh, did not happen. Um, you know, hoping the Braves would still be in. I mean, they're, they're still kind of America's team, defending champions. Like, nope, baseball, you got unexpected things happening. Short series, anything can happen. That's, that's just the nature of the sport. You know, the, the best team will lose, you know, a, a game or two or three in a row to the worst team. And that's just part of the game. And I have 162 game season. These things will occur. You know, the things kind of average out. Whereas in a three game series, five game series, even a seven game series, anything can happen. And uh, I mentioned a couple of things. One, Whitey Ford, postseason phenom of decades ago. He actually, I looked this up, he still holds the record, not for the greatest number of postseason wins. Like with all the uh, extra rounds of playoffs, other pitchers have secured more postseason wins than he has. But no one has won more games in the World Series than Whitey Ford. Whitey Ford had 10 World Series wins, like 10 games in the World Series he won, and that was six championships. I mean, he's got six rings as a player. Um, and uh, there's a Binghamton connection with Mr. Ford as well, which I'll get into if we have time. He says, tongue-in-cheek, if we have time. It's my podcast. I can make it however long as I want. But I usually keep it to 15 minutes. So... October is, is my favorite time of year out of context, as I have mentioned before. Like, yeah, you, you've got colder weather coming. But out of context, if I were just going to take one month to play over and over again, I would take October, 12 months a year. October is great. You still got decent weather. You know, it's nice during the day, and then it's kind of cool at night. You've got football going on. You got baseball playoffs. You got hockey and basketball starting up. It, it's like the best of all worlds. And. I've made a career of watching postseason baseball. I mean, I think about this all the time that like, oh yeah, and I was kind of spoiled when I was young. You know, the Yankees won the World Series a bunch of times when I was growing up. Well, sort of. Because remember, I mean, I grew up watching the Yankees in the 80s, kind of when they were terrible. The first season I really paid attention, I've talked about this many times, was 1989. So I'm watching the, like the, you know the the Stump Merrill era and the you know Bucky Dent as manager that era, 89, 90, 91, 92, 93. They started to get good. 94 was a strike year, heartbreaking for a 12 year old. 95. So I'm watching this you know seven seasons in. 
95 is when they made the playoffs and lost that heartbreaking five-game series to Seattle. Interesting that like the Yankees and Mariners were both good at that time. Like through the late 90s into the early 2000s, like the Yankees and Mariners were two of the dominant teams. I would say most dominant teams in the AL, though the Moneyball era A's in there too. But it was only the Yankees who were winning playoff series. And that that kind of is just luck. Um, and uh, I mean, I'd love to think that it was my own cheering for them, you know, watching the games with my high school and then later college and post-college friends. But no, that, that was just kind of lucky and, and fortunate for them. But I'd, I'd sat through some bad teams. The way I thought of it with, you know, my good fortune of seeing my new hometown teams, the Capitals in hockey and the Nationals in baseball, win my first few years here, win a championship my first few years here. Well, no, like the the Ovechkin Rock the Red era Capitals, like they were good for like a decade before they finally won a championship. They were on my list of, you know, best teams never win at all until 2018. Nats too. I mean, their first division series win was in 2012. Uh, Or I should say their first division win. They played in a playoff series in 2012. To this day, it's the only playoff game I've ever been to. They lost uh, game three to St. Louis that year. My son has had the benefit of seeing championships when he was young. Me, it took me a little bit more time. I had it like when I was in high school, the Yankees winning championships, then a drought for many years, the Yankees tacked on one more in 2009, but then it was, you know, almost another decade, well, full decade for baseball before I saw my local team again winning a championship. But that my son would see a hockey championship and a baseball championship when he was, you know, four or five years old. Like, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, unfortunately for him now, Nats have gone the other way. They were officially the worst team in baseball this year. Uh, but we do have an American League team to watch as well. And I uh, was referred to as the team of my youth. And was a, a favorite team of my dad and my grandfather as well. And that's the Whitey Ford Binghamton connection when... My grandfather, Robert Emmett Gallagher, in 1949, knew a young Ed Ford, uh, Whitey Ford, when he was pitching for the Binghamton Triplets. And in 1949, okay, I, I don't even have to look this up because I've talked about it so many times, I think about it all the time, that Whitey Ford was pitching for the Binghamton Triplets in 1949. Joined the, didn't even join the team until like the beginning of June. Went 16-5 and five that year with a 1.64 ERA. Some sources say 1.61 ERA. That was the lowest ERA in all of organized baseball, as it was called at the time. And I, I guess that's still a official title. Uh, organized baseball, all major and minor leagues, lowest DRA, 
was Whitey Ford. And the way the Eastern League playoffs worked at the time, I, I guess they had, uh, it wasn't just division championships. Like, triplets were weak at the beginning of the year, but then their second half surge brought them into contention, were able to compete in the playoffs that year, and Whitey Ford brought the Binghamton triplets, the single-A affiliate, I believe they're single-A at the time, affiliate of the New York Yankees, and Eastern League Championship. That was 1949. Star of that team was Whitey Ford. My grandfather was writing for the Binghamton Press. Evening Press? The paper changed names several times. And uh, there was there was some mergers and mergers and acquisitions going on with the names of the papers at the time. It was Binghamton Press. Point is, my grandfather was a sports writer in Binghamton, covering the team, covering minor league team that had this young star on their team who would go on to even greater things, but got his start kind of like here in Binghamton. And then Whitey Ford would he'd come back to Binghamton often. A time or two brought the Mick with him as well, and uh, Billy Martin had a, a Binghamton connection to. He met somebody here, and Billy Martin lived the end of his life outside of Binghamton as well. Like those guys, you you were getting Yankee players, like you know, fifties and sixties Yankees players coming to Binghamton because of like Whitey Ford still kind of had a connection. Billy Martin had a connection here as well, and sometimes they dragged Mickey with them too, and. Uh, I always thought it was kind of cool. Like I was even one step closer. That like I was I was related to Robert E. Gallagher, who really did know Whitey Ford when could, like could bring up that story anytime Whitey came to town. It's like oh yeah, I covered you in 1949. So there's there's that connection. I've always been a big Whitey Ford fan since, and uh, and I grew up with that story. And uh, now uh, now I'm passing the story on to my son. I didn't even plug the book once. I should that because uh, it makes me think of this. Like the only time I ever tried to write write fiction was a uh, related story of that uh, of that era, kind of like based on a true story. someday, someday I put that uh, put that one in. I hope you have enjoyed math and musings today. Uh, it's uh, it's Friday. It's always Friday. That feels good. It's play, playoff baseball. You got football going on. The weather is warm and cool at once. This is the time of year. This is the time of year that uh, things are good and, and the holidays around the corner. It's only going to get better. You've been wa- listening, watching, listening to Math and Musings. For more information or to contact, well, you can go to MikeOConnellJr.com, and I will see you next Friday.